At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Robots Radio. Games. Lore. Stories. Community. Just press play. This show is brought to you by our patrons at patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Robots Radio presents The Elder Scrolls Lorecast. Welcome to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast, a place where the Elder Scrolls community can come together to discuss the boundaries of our knowledge about the universe of the Elder Scrolls. Adventurers, welcome back. It is time again for the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. This is your host, Tom, or Robots, and I'm here, as usual, with my wonderful co-host, the Lotus of Doom. Lotus, welcome back to the show. Hey, hey, that's me. Hey, hey that's you. Well. <laughs> you're here, you're here. And, dude, this is exciting because it felt like forever when we got the big announcement that we were getting the reveal on the 27th, and lo and behold, it is the 27th, and we've had the Ta-da. reveal ta-da and, and might have announced one or two things earlier this afternoon yeah there, there may just, have been a few little leaks going out there and, and stuff but we got the big announcement and it happened earlier this afternoon we got a few things to talk about today and it also happens to be the last thursday of the month which means that we have our patrons here and on top of all of that I was totally wrong with my my theories, which is which is totally fine. But, you know, you got to you got to take a stab out there. You got to try I told some stuff. You, points for points for creativity. And you made valid points. Like some it's of just, it still doesn't even make any freaking sense. Like, why would the warboard be facing the wrong direction? Uh, I may, maybe mm, it turns out mm. this guy is very new to strategic advancement. It seems backwards, doesn't it? It seems backwards. <laughs> it, it still does seem backwards, yes. Some of that stuff is backwards. They didn't think it out clear enough. But anyway, we're, this is neither here nor there because we have our patrons with us tonight. Let's welcome four of our patrons who are joining us to discuss all the fun reveals about the high aisle expansion for ESO. First in our in our I'm just going to go order of how people joined us in the in the Zoom chat. We have Ben of Tamaria joining us. Ben, welcome. How's it going? I am doing great. You're doing great. Ben is oh, yeah. Ben is a witcher by trade. Uh, he's also one of our witcher witcher patrons. And uh, it, we've I've gotten to know Ben over, uh, dude, it's been almost most of a year now with the uh, the witcher lore cast. Uh, oh, my God, it has been. I know, right? Holy crap. <laughs> wow. It's it, time flies, huh? But with it, welcome to the show. I'm glad that you're going to be here joining us to discuss this. And then we also have T-Rex joining us again. T-Rex, welcome. Hello. Hello. Are you excited? Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I didn't get to watch half of it because I was in a VA appointment, but I still caught, you know, 
the good stuff. You got you got so. most of it, and then you, you had yeah. to. Uh, we were we were all chatting on the Discord while we were watching this, and she yeah. was like, "Oh, I got the, I got the first half, but I just want to skip my appointment so I don't have to miss the rest of this." <laughs> um, did you get, catch any of the other stuff, or did you go back and watch any of it? I caught some of the live stuff, like the tail, kind of the tail end of it, or and like the very beginning to the tail end. Gotcha. And then the in-between, I was just busy watching things when I got home. Well, good. Well, good. Well, we'll we'll dive more into some of your thoughts. And then we also have Zuni here for the first time. Zuni, welcome. Hey, thanks for having me. It's been uh, about a year since I started listening, so kind of went really quick just like uh you and ben getting on the witcher lore cast so nice nice well thanks for thanks for being um a listener of the show for such a long time and deciding to join us so this is exciting it's always nice to to meet somebody for the first time and be able to have you join us on the show it's always exciting for us um i'm i'm interested to see your perspective and then we also have rob the princess back rob how, how are you i'm doing pretty swell thanks for asking I'm, all is swell i'm I'm glad that you're swollen that's great that's wonderful i hope it's a good kind of swollen swell not swollen oh swell not swell not like buff like no like you've been working out fresh uh, from the gym super swole super swole just just means i'm happy that's all <laughs> nice and swell <laughs> oh. to be fair, your background is also quite awesome swell yes i am here yeah it is the quite port swell. of dawnstar uh you know Mm-hmm. Just just hanging out, enjoying the weather. It's a little nippy outside. Yeah, and Ben is Ben is in front of a uh, Nord statue. Yep. Yep. Everybody's got well, not yeah. everybody. Some of us have cool backgrounds. The rest of us just have like offices space behind us. But um. Yeah. But anyway, uh, speaking of cool backgrounds, uh, the background lo- of the location that we will be visiting has to do with the Bretons. And wow, seamless, Tom. <laughs> snuck that right in there. Uh, in a place called High Isle, which uh, some of the community kind of sussed out, and they were right. And we got the big reveal today, so why don't we just dig right into this? I want to hear your impressions. Um, so the, the first big detail that we have to go over is that this is a chapter where we are getting, of course, as they discussed before, this isn't an end of the world. The Daedra are trying to destroy the world or people or anything like that. This is a political intrigue story digging into the politics of the Bretons it has something to do with maybe the three factions trying to use this location as a place to potentially negotiate peace. And this other group who doesn't want that to happen, that seems to be what the story is focusing around. How do you guys feel about going in this direction? What do you think about the story and, and where things are going to go? Because we got we got to talk story. That's a big thing having to do with the lore. Who would like to go first? Anybody want to want to chime in with some of your thoughts? T-Rex, start us off. I remember the last patron chat that we did. Mm-hmm. And I mentioned the end of a three banner war. Yes. Yes. <laughs> I kind of I was like. <laughs> So this is where we're kind of going with it, huh? Yeah. Well, it seems like it <laughs> I mean, seems like not there the are end end, but right. Well, I did mention that mm-hmm. they might be trying to end it. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. It seems like it seems like there are people in uh, yeah. all three factions who want to find peace, and they're looking it'll for a be, way to make this happen. It'll be really interesting to see who goes. Hmm. 
In the trailer, like, we had representations of all three factions because we had a right. return of the heroes from each of the factions in the trailer. Mm-hmm. But we didn't actually have like the leaders or key figures from each of these factions show up at all. So we haven't seen who specifically is going to be involved with this. So that's yet yeah. to be revealed. I mean, the only two name drops they did were Jakarn and Zaji. Right. So, right. And I'm kind of really excited about Zaji. I loved him. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, these are good characters. This is nice because they always bring back somebody that we've met in previous, you know, story bits of, of the game. Kind of a little bit disappointed that there's so far no Abner Tharn. <laughs> but he might show up. I know, I know. We don't know. I still have hope. <laughs> we don't know. There, there's, uh, I mean, there's always, almost always some sort of surprise. There's always something going on with the story that we, we don't know where it's going to go. We also, uh, like so many years, there's the beginning of the story, and then the story continues on a second half DLC later in the year. So yes. there could be a whole second piece to this involving <laughs> other individuals and characters that we have no idea about yet, or a location that we don't even know about. So, um, you know, we're only seeing the very beginning of what this might be going into. Um, so who else has some thoughts about this? What do you guys think about where the story is going and, and focusing on the Bretons and political intrigue? Are we going to see some like, I don't know, Game of Thronesy backstabbing kind of interesting I mean, they're, they're, they're definitely one of the cultures to have that if that's the case. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. I, I think this is the there's potential in the storyline for some really cool twists and turns with like this is what we think was is happening. Oh, no, this is what's going on behind the scenes. And the writers have been known for that in the past. In fact, you look at a lot of the core zones. There's a lot of political intrigue in getting to know who's behind the scenes is what's going on in those core zones in those stories. What do you guys think? Yeah, I think that the Bretons. Oh, go ahead, uh, Rob. Oh no, you go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm piggybacking on your idea that you know the Bretons. We've seen them as like kind of the sidekick character, um, or you know someone to throw a banner on and rally some others around. But mm-hmm. like you said, they might actually have been pulling strings the whole time, and this is just the maybe getting them to come to the summit is their way of you know launching an attack. Um, you know through the the guise of a uh, like a UN type meeting. You know, uh, getting everyone in the same place and. Um, using that as a draw. So that that is definitely one thing. Right, right. That could be part of it. Um, and I mean, there's a conspiracy, conspiracy going on with this Ascendant uh, group. The Ascendant Lord is seems to be the big bad behind everything. And it's the character that we saw in the teaser with the armor and the fur on the pauldrons. And um, we haven't seen a face. So... My, I have questions about this. Like, is there a reason we haven't seen a face? Is it somebody that we will recognize? Is it somebody we've met before and that their identity is being hidden for a reason? Because there's some sort of twist going on? My theory is he's more like he's masked because he's that kind of character that uh, the mask is the person. If you take the mask off, it's just some dude and that takes away the mystery. Then the... Mm-hmm. The important thing about him is that he is, he could be anyone and it's not, it doesn't really matter who he actually is. It matters who he is becoming with this. It's the uh, symbol, kind of like not the individual, right? Yeah. Mirak's another good example. It doesn't yeah. matter what, like who Mirak was underneath that like uniform. You kind of, 
adopted that persona with that, that mask and robes we had. Right. I got gotcha. you. I got gotcha. you. Yeah. In chat, Alared uh, says the Vader effect, the idea that like a masked mm-hmm. villain is more ominous than somebody <laughs> whose face you can see. Also, uh, from what I'm expecting is that there's going to be, there's always a plot twist. And sometimes the plot twist is in the actual main villain itself. And sometimes it's like, oh, this other person is also involved. And I'm thinking it's going to be the latter this time. I'm thinking it's going to be one of the alliances is not so keen on agreeing for peace and is on the side of the Ascendant Lord. I think the easiest guess would be the Daggerfall Covenant. Makes the most sense, but it could be someone else. You think the Bretons themselves are sabotaging the... Yeah, that one makes the most sense. But my main idea is that like some one of the three alliances is on the side of the Ascendant Lord. Interesting. That's an interesting poll. The other, th- the other thing, uh, someone higher up. The, the other thing that occurred to me because the Bretons are uh, Lehman Tuttle during the this showcase got on and spoke. Lehman Tuttle is the lore master, and of course he has mm. some interesting bits to add in here. And I, you know, I'm sure during the writing process he's involved in every little step of like, hey, we're going to be writing out this th- section. What things should we be focusing on? And he's got his hand in all of it. And so when when he gets in front of everyone, he gets to mention things. There's usually a reason why he brings certain points up. And one of the points that he brought up about the Bretons is that they are an interesting and dynamic culture in that they are a combination of man and myrrh that historically they evolved or developed from a combination of those two cultures, which which is true. I mean, this has been part of the lore for since forever. Um but does that mean that the Bretons then have a kind of unique standing in the world to at least sow peace potentially between the Manish and Murish races in a way that many other cultures can't? Because they have kind of a foot in both places in a way. Yeah, or it makes them easier to betray the other side right but i mean there could be there individual factions you know maybe there's the main group who wants peace or a subgroup who wants peace and another group of them who don't and there's division internally and yet both of those groups now have so much influence over other groups because they they do have a little bit more influence over everybody they're in a much more pivotal pivotal position for sure whether what they do with that pivotal position is up to them but they are right in the middle of it yeah yeah yeah. i'm wondering if that maybe plays into it some to be able to say like you know hey we we aren't so different from you to both sides of the argument i mean other than the beast races (laughs) you know like they can't really look at the argonians and be like and we're kind of like you guys too because they're (laughs) they're not um but you know at least there's some some sense of that um ben we haven't had a chance to pull okay. you into this yet. Do you have any thoughts on on what's going on here? Uh, I mean, I agree with Rob on where how the Ascendant Lord don't need a you know a anybody under the mask. The mask is itself is the the villain. Mm-hmm. But um, them doing not a world ending calamity expansion for like what the third year in a row. Yeah, yeah, is <laughs> a it's a really nice change in the pace of the game, uh, and to the lore of aspect getting back down to the groups of hey, we're going to 
go more in depth with a race that we haven't really gone in depth with anymore. I'm kind of like with elsewhere, what they did with the G. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like with how the story's going to progress, I feel like there is the ascendant, like whatever the cult basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I forget the, the official title of, of the, the ascendant order. Threaten, or, probably order. Yeah. It's yeah. A, it seems like a subsection Listen of the order. The ascendant order. Yeah. Probably a subsection of Bretons that don't want anything to happen or it could be, you know, since they're all in under, under armor, it could be a combination of all three factions. Uh, they might, they might want in the war to end. That's true because we, we can't necessarily see some of them because they're, you Unless know, they have a tail armor <laughs> type. That's that's also true. I, I suppose you could like I don't know wind your tail around your waist and kind of hide it. I, I don't know. I don't know how tails work. I don't have one. Um, if anyone else has a tail, let us know. Or do you? Uh, or maybe I do. This one. This one is sneaky with the tail. Um, <laughs> yeah, we've started with the plot twists already. <laughs> <laughs> plot twist. Um, so we also have the location of the high aisles so this is a, a in fact the high aisle is a one of the aisles that is part of the sister aisle, i was spelled weird it sounds like sister like your sibling but it's it, the spelling is different uh the sister aisles and we're going to be going to a number of these aisles there's the high aisle which is kind of like the place that the aristocracy goes in order to mm-hmm. be like on vacation and you know show off the who's who of whatever but then there's another aisle that's like the place where they put the prisoners and just kind of let them run amok and just kind of lock them away and say here you go in here which seems to be where a lot of the questing is probably going to happen because you can run around and have to just fight whoever you run across um and who else knows or who knows what other islands we're going to end up on for potential dungeons and dlc or whatever but what do you guys feel about this location how do you feel about going off to you know the ocean on some group of islands awesome like something completely different from what we normally get it's not like a mainland part of tamriel for once yeah we're not etching out like another section of the main map we're getting a whole separate section Part of me was drawn to the idea when they were talking about how it was a uh, like a, a a resort style thing for the rich, and I couldn't stop but thinking about like Ibiza in Spain and like that there's just going to be parties going on. When she <laughs> was talking about um, Abner Tharn, you know, maybe we catch Abner Tharn on vacation halfway through, and that's how they bring him back in. You know, like do you think he's Abner... just been chilling on this island? The yeah, whole time? yeah. <laughs> like he's got like a cocktail and he's got like like flip flops on and like a... what are you doing here he's got like a shirt with I'd palm trees so on bad. it a surprise twist to elsewhere oh yeah no he just went off to an island resort this whole time <laughs> <laughs> i'm wondering if there's any historical parallels to i'm trying to think i think it's new providence is that the island it was um an island that uh a lot of different countries in Europe were trying, when they were all discovering the new land, they were uh, trying to colonize the island of New Providence, but it just kept getting overrun by the next country that wanted, by the next one and by the next one. And also by all of the pirates that eventually culminated because of all of these leftover soldiers. And it was- That's an interesting idea. Eventually abandoned and left to the locals and the locals just kind of had it for them. And then like, a hundred years later, I think the European government came in and took it. But like, I'm wondering how, hmm. if there's going to be any parallels to that because 
it seems to be like it was a vacation spot and that's very similar and it seems to be a very political spot which that's extremely similar so i maybe it's just me projecting my own theories on it but it does seem to have some historical parallels that's interesting yeah i, I hadn't i hadn't thought about that um yeah i i i don't know if we'll know until we <laughs> You know, actually Which, see the storyline play out. But if you guys don't know anything yeah. about New Providence, it, there's a fictional show that kind of goes on the tales of a uh, Black Sails. It's a pirate great show. show. It's a great, great show. Really mm-hmm. cool show. Yeah, pirate. There's another series on Netflix about the history of piracy. Uh, it's kind of a mm-hmm. a docu series. Um, which is also really cool and talks about some of those types of locations as well. Um, but yeah, that I mean, I think we're going to see some of that piratey kind of stuff going on because we've got ports and and places mm-hmm. like that. Um, also, the what do you think about the the way the island looks um, in chat? While we were discussing this, people were saying it's kind of an interesting mix between Somerset and uh, Breton culture. You've got kind of this. Uh, not, not, I don't know, subtropical, not quite tropical island, but the Breton buildings and structures and things like that. It's it's very pretty. Um, it's not northern and cold, but it's, you know, lots of sunlight, lots of colors, lots of plant life, cliff sides, things like this. I'm so excited to just explore, like not even... I- I'm excited about the content, obviously, but I'm excited to explore this new area. Like, yeah, elsewhere was new. Yeah, a bunch of the other places were new, but like, I don't know. This feels more to me. I don't know how to explain it, but I'm kind of, I'm really excited. I think it, the way you describe it sounds like all the other places we know of. Right. This place here was only in what they said it was in Redguard and like a map. And that it's was it. Been, yeah, it's been only mentioned very <laughs> That's few the times. the only thing we have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's yeah. completely new territory. There's like no lore behind it. And so it's only can, been described once in like one line in a lore book when one time and it was yes, it, very it's, big. yeah it's really almost non-existent other than that there are those little island dots on on the map like that's the extent that they've kind of gone into it so the writing team does a great job with fleshing out some of this stuff so i'm really curious to see them like actually add something to this because people have wanted off mainland tamriel but at the same time you get kind of weird if you go into really abstract territory. This is almost like the perfect in-between between getting something totally different and totally alien to what we're used to on mainland Tamriel. But then also, okay, we didn't just go to Akavir or Yakuta or something like that. It's almost like a happy little medium between the two. Yeah. And a lot of people, a lot, everybody has different opinions when it comes to Elder Scrolls because Elder Scrolls is so vast and so diverse. And there's a segment of the population that just kind of, uh, I don't know, poo-poos on like, oh, it's just a bunch of medieval knights and that kind of crap. That's the most boring part. Give me more Dark Elves. Give me more Argonians and Khajiit. Give me the weird stuff. And I love all of it. And we've got a lot of the weird stuff recently, which is great. But I also just love freaking knights and castles and yeah. islands and pirates. Like, just give me some more of the medieval stuff. And and maybe that's because 
of a fondness for Oblivion, which is just medieval fantasy world, you know? But that stuff's great, too. I love cool-looking freaking knight armor. And sure. And stone castles and, and that kind of stuff. And and political intrigue. That stuff's awesome as well. And so just give us, you know, and, I, and I'm happy to go wherever they give us because whatever they give us is going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. The lore is going to be cool. The stories are going to be well-written. And it's all going to expand out in some direction. And once this chapter is done, we're going to go back to something else and we're going to get something weird and wacky again at some point. Like, it's right. we're just going to go I, back and forth between all the different areas to that point like i i i agree with you i like the fact that this series is so varied in the different things um and and the the part about like oh you know it's been weird and wacky i mean the deadlands for anybody who hasn't played it uh is really really weird uh because (laughs) when you start getting into oblivion style stuff it, it gets weird but the thing is if everything you do is weird all the time then it just becomes normal so having something more normal or relatable can accentuate the fact that when they do get weird it comes across that way but if everything's always a mushroom tower then mm-hmm. you kind of lose something when there's just like no grounding to anything in reality. And it's like, I, I agree. The medieval setting I think is kind of good because we haven't dealt with that for a while. So a little more grounded, less high fantasy thing, I think helps make the high fantasy or weird stuff a little more prominent when they deal with that stuff. Absolutely. Absolutely. And grounded is the right word. You used grounded. Yeah. This stuff is is the thing that grounds it in something that's familiar to us as human beings who know what castles and houses and knight armor and swords and axes and all of that stuff looks like. Um, yeah. Zuni. I, I think going on with the grounded, it, it kind of pulls the ESO's original story back too. it's like, hey, the war is mm-hmm. still a thing and it's (laughs) been however many years and hey we're gonna either try to end it or something's gonna happen with it but you know we've gone off and done all these like they said world saving things and you know maybe they're gonna try to end it or maybe they're just trying to pull you back in you know to to get the main focus back on you know ESO's original story yeah yeah I like it I've been playing through a lot of the original zones again (laughs) as I've jumped back into ESO and there's I mean, there's a lot of political intrigue in those areas. There's a lot of conversations about like the factions working together, even though they're, you know, the uniting of the different groups is a little bit odd. Um, there, there's a lot of that storyline in the original sections and in the expansion expanded zones, you lose some of that because the storylines start to focus on other stuff. So I think you're right to kind of bring it back into that as a focus is is I think it's time. It's really time to kind of bring it back around to what the game was originally doing. It makes sense. My theory is they're, they're going to take this, this grounded route that you guys are talking about, but they're, they're going to find a way to make it weird. That's what they do. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. They, <laughs> yes. They, I, I don't think it's just going to be like, prepare for, you know, jousting mm. for the next 45 hours. While just, you know, <laughs> politicians are fun. being <laughs> aristocrats around you. We're going to go to the Renaissance fan version of Elder Scrolls exactly. Alive. Robots had mentioned that it, uh, there seems to be a lot of like high elf uh, themes as well, mixed in with the, the Breton uh, themes. And I think that's kind of how they're going to really combine this, this man and Mer perspective. And they're really going to embrace both of it. And we might be seeing a little bit more Mer perspective than we're used to when we're around the Bretons. Maybe. Mm. 
the magic yeah. side of Britons. I think mm-hmm. I think we're going to see some of that like uh, and, and we get hints of this. The idea that the Ascendant Order can somehow summon storms at sea like they must be powerful mages. There's something going on mm-hmm. there with magic. And one of the dungeons was revealed that uh, the Ascendant Order are essentially a bunch of griffin riders that uh have right. a base on in somerset yeah so, like, exactly some direct altmer connections yeah and so maybe we bring mammer back in and there's two races that haven't gotten a lot of coverage in one thing and they were for sure saying we're going over a race meaning maybe there's two races that are coming into play yeah yeah could be could be well guys this conversation is awesome. In fact, it's so awesome that we're already halfway through the show. <laughs> so I need to thank our patrons. So you guys and we're going to come back and I want to make sure that we cover a lot of the other stuff that was mentioned as well. The card game, some of the stuff that's uh, has been talked about, some of the, you know, the, the new little things that you get for pre-ordering, all the other things. So think about some of the other things that were mentioned and we'll be right back. I am so excited about our sponsor this week, Marvel Strike Force. I freaking love Marvel Comics. Growing up, I collected comics and the trading cards, and I've seen pretty much every Marvel movie they've made so far. So if you're into Marvel like I am, go check out Marvel Strike Force. This is a mobile squad RPG. You can collect and unlock all the different heroes. You fight against supervillains. There's a campaign. There's a blitz mode. There's an arena. There's a constantly evolving meta. And right now they're celebrating the Deadpool anniversary event. This is a mission from Strike where you log in the first time and you unlock this generous gift containing character shards, a anniversary diamond orb gear a bunch of other items it is absolutely the right time to jump in and try this game out click the link in the show notes to download it now and then use the promo code maxpool m-a-x-p-o-o-l maxpool don't miss out on all the free stuff and thanks again to marvel strike force for sponsoring this episode at parker our purpose is simple we want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently by using more sustainable practices By developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. The skies are marked with numberless sparks, each a fire, and every one a sign. All right, here we are in the middle of the show, and I'll try to make this short and sweet. We have a brand new patron, Merrill Lynch. Welcome to the Patreon. Thank you for joining us. And big, big thank you to all 59. We're on the precipice of 60 patrons. Holy moly. Thank you to all of you guys, including our Daedric Princes, uh, Mr. Gami Boy and Noodle El Dente. Thank you. Thank you guys for supporting the show. Thank you to all of you guys, our tier four patrons who join us on the the uh, patron chats. And to those of you who couldn't make it t- today, I'm sorry you couldn't make it. If you would like to send in your thoughts and have them added to a future episode of the show, if you're tier four patron, I can still do that. So just send me a recording. I can always add that in if you'd like to get your thoughts on the show. And, um, and everyone else who helps support the show, all the other tiers, all of you guys help us make this a a priority you help make this a full-time career for me and i i can't tell you how much i appreciate that so thank you to everyone and if we've done anything to help you get through your work day your your commute to work your workout or 
watching The Mandalorian because I just watched the most recent episode, which is weird because why would you watch a TV show and listen to a podcast at the same time? But if you're doing that somehow and processing both, then go to patreon.com slash Elder Scrolls Lorecast. That's probably the weirdest one I've ever done. Also, um, tell me how you multitask so well, because I need some of that in my life. Yeah, maybe put like one in one ear and one in the other ear and somehow do that. That would be weird. Um, but thank you to everybody. And uh, we don't have any new ratings or, or new, at least new reviews to read out. But if you'd like to leave a rating or review on Apple Podcasts, if you could give us five stars and put in some words, we'll read it out on a future episode of the show. And if you are currently listening on Spotify, then do us a favor. Scroll to the top where you can see all the episodes and get to the top where it shows the name of the show, the description. There's a little section in there. We can leave us a five star review. And if you do that, I will be very, very happy Yep. So uh, thank you to everyone who takes the time to do that. Stars directly relate to how much enjoyment uh, robots is allowed to have in life. I feel it in my soul. Every time someone clicks that button and clicks five stars, (laughs) it's like, it's like, I'll just be like, do I'll be eating a sandwich. And all of a sudden I'm like, oh, ah." it's like a, it's like just a good feeling. I get it. It just happens. Sandwich just tastes five stars better all of a sudden. All of a sudden I'm like, wow, this is a really good sandwich. It's amazing. It's amazing how that works. But thank you to everyone who takes time to to do that. It really does help. Um, I've noticed that Spotify is now recommending shows when you search them based on the average rating of the show, not the number of downloads. So that really does impact the ability for people to find the show. So please take the time to do that. We would really appreciate it. All right, let's move on with the rest of the show. Yes, yes, you're entirely brilliant. Conquering madness and all that. Blah, 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 blah. All right, guys, we're back and we've got some other stuff to talk about. We've got some controversial things and then we've got some less controversial things. I was never, you know how they say never read the comments. Also, never, never read Reddit after a big announcement because all the whiners come out and they complain about everything. Um, Or the chat on a Bethesda stream. Or the chat on a Bethesda. Just never, never look at that stuff. It's just, it's it like, whatever, what is everybody doing? Like, if you need to take time off from something because you're just not happy, just go do something else for a little while. Just, like, take a break. It's a video game. Um, but there were some complaints about, like, we still haven't gotten a new class. We still haven't gotten a new whatever. And we've heard explanations from the dev team that there are limitations around the old console generation and the amount of RAM that those consoles have and limitations around building out new skill lines and new classes and those kinds of things. And they, they just can't do that right now. It's going to be a while till we get that. So to have those expectations would be silly at this point because they've told us that they can't do that. And there's no reason for us to believe that they're lying about it. And I, I don't understand why people would think that. But so, so we don't have that expectation. But what we do have instead of getting something like that for this year is an in-game card game. Yay, Gwent. And it's, yeah, but here's the thing. It's not like Gwent. It's not like Legends, because that was the Elder Scrolls card game, and they they basically have closed that down. It's not even a combat card game at all. It is a resource card game. And this is something that they made very clear, is that it's a, and, and in fact, it's kind of a different card game than anything that I've experienced in a game at all, based on the description. You have decks, you have collectible cards that you can collect, but then when you compete against someone else, you combine your cards and their cards into a common deck, 
and then you mix them all up you draw your cards and then you use the cards that you get in order to try to collect resources and beat your opponent to collecting a gold number of resources and that's all they told us about they didn't show us any of what the actual like fronts of the cards look like based on resources and things they show us some pictures or you know maybe some of the artwork and stuff but we don't actually know the, the mechanics of the game um what do you guys think about this being added to ESO? Who would like to start? My life's over. Your life's over. Ben. <laughs> Ben's just going to do this in-game all the time. I played so much Gwent and Witcher, and then just in the standalone, having this now in ESO on top of Legends, yeah, it, it's... It's over for me. Card games is where it's at. <laughs> all right, all right. Yeah, Siri, Siri can wait. I've got to go play play card games with all of the different uh, bartenders in Heck the entire yeah. world. Got to get those achievements for that now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lotus knows the game. Knows the, yep. the game sounds a lot like Dominion. I don't know how many of you guys have okay. ever played Dominion, yes. but it sounds a lot like Dominion. It's been about I don't know ten years since I played Dominion, but I have. Um, now you don't it rem, remind me. You don't mix your card decks together. With that one, you your resources and your deck. You're you're building both at the same time. You're building up your resources and you're building your deck. So you use your resources to get more cards in your deck, and uh-huh. oh, that's everyone right. is, that's right. is collecting from the same pool of cards. So in that way, it's almost the same, but it's just how you get the cards you pull from is different. Right. Because in that one, everyone just has like 20 stacks of cards on the board and then depending on what you do you grab this card or this card this right. card that's right and so they all have the same source and this one you pull your cards and the enemy's cards together and you play those cards so it's, it's very similar right and and some people were criticizing this saying like well what's the point of collecting cards if if it doesn't help because everyone gets the same cards and but that to me that sounds naive if you know the cards in your deck you go in with a strategy aware of your strategy if your opponent doesn't doesn't know what cards you're putting in the deck, they don't know what strategy to go in with. So you if you if you know that you have some of the more powerful cards and you're throwing those in the deck, you know what to look for. So you do have a benefit going in because at least you know what you're looking for. Or on the converse, whenever I play Dominion, I normally play curse decks and everyone hates me for it. You can intentionally put bad cards in your deck. Right. And make right. Your enemies just hate you because they can't win because they just have the worst cards. Right. So you, there is strategy like around interesting strategy. Yeah, there is strategy yeah. around combined really deck Dominion. stuff, right? Yeah. There's so um and, and this is this is my point to all of this is that we don't know the system yet. One, we haven't played it, so we we, we, we can't come to a conclusion yet, so we might as well just be excited to try it out. And two, if it doesn't work great, this is a live system. They can fix it. They can balance it over time. You know, if it, if it comes out not perfect, then guess what they do? They tweak it over time. It'll get better with, you know, with adjustments. So um, what about what about Zuni and T-Rex? Do you guys feel like you're going to play this? Is this something that you'll play in an online game, Zuni? Yeah, I think... Um... I don't know, like you said, we don't know the mechanics, but does, you know, winning or getting resources, you know, give your account like character wise, any special status or like, you know, more crap, not crowns, but did they bring in another currency to the game where you can use those things and buy new decks and things like that? It seems like it potentially unlocks new cards, but then winning can also get you a lot of other things they were talking about how that can uh, not yeah. only not only it'll get you like achievements but you can get 
crafting stuff or furniture and transmutation or, crystals were the big ones yeah right yeah furnishings too so furnishings. like for it to be able to build your character with your deck and like building a deck around a character kind of like something like uh, like hearthstone you know each type of deck there's a type of deck so if you're playing one of your characters that's you know let's say tank and smash and everything you have a deck that kind of represents that or helps you craft things even further towards that so that could be cool that could be cool yeah and again we, we don't know so maybe like that could be very much a thing t-rex what do you think you know i am excited about it but i'm probably gonna suck at it <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. well you can I'm... play the npcs you don't have to play other people that's that's another thing is that you can challenge individuals but you can also just go around the world challenging the npcs so there's yeah. that okay yeah. i might the, be okay against some npcs the first step but of other being people really good at something is sucking at something first right and you know with the community that there will be a hundred youtube creators who will have oh, all yeah. of the like best strategy to use in the new oh, eso yeah. card game this is the deck you, you want to build yeah like all of that stuff if you don't play this card you're gonna lose right number one op card in eso card game and don't forget there's a storyline tied to the card game now too they should say yeah it's true yeah what do you think lotus i know we've been chatting with our patrons a lot but what do you think about all this well no i think that's better because actually i was saying in chat um i am i hate this phrase but cautiously optimistic i um i I don't play CCGs. Um, I literally had to, my friends had to teach me how to play magic just so I could play legends because I had no idea <laughs> about anything. You learned magic to learn <laughs> legends. Yes. I wow. learned magic. trigonometry to do addition. It, That's well, amazing. The thing, I, the thing was, I knew I was going to be at the thing where legends would be revealed and I would play it. Oh, okay. But if I, I had never played it, I was like, well, this is going to be a huge waste of time. Yeah. So it's like, someone tell me how to play a CCG because I don't understand any of this. So a couple of my buddies taught me basically how to play magic. I was like, okay, I've got the base understanding of this and then i went and i played legends and i was like oh, i, I kind of like this and then i got it on my phone and beat everything legends had to offer i was like ah oh, this is actually really fun the <laughs> art's beautiful like i love this game so i don't have any idea what any of this resource building anything means <laughs> Well, now you gotta learn how to play Dominion. It's all it's all strategy. I have several of my friends who play Dominions. So So it's it's not it's not going to be like you you grab certain cards in order to negate and destroy the other cards across the, the path, kind of like Legends was. Instead, it's going to be you're going to be collecting cards in order to synergize with other cards in your deck in order to get add things up to the number faster than your your opponent than does. your opponent so, is. It's, so it's still strategy yeah, it's like, still math so, strategy yeah, it's and a all different that kind of stuff. style though yeah, resource gathering like plant and witcher 3 which i'm currently <laughs> playing the witcher 3 i haven't gotten into gwent yet though so like oh I, yeah, uh, and yeah so yeah. like that's just it it's like, that style like you're getting the want to get the biggest number yeah before so, you like really like pass and be right. done. My, gwent is a kind my, of a combo thing where it's it's resources and combat at the same time okay yeah. um but th- that's the thing so like 
when that was announced, I know a lot of people were like losing their mind over it. And it was like, Oh my God, finally. And I actually, a lot of people had mentioned to us uh, on tales. Like that was actually one that I got several things when we were asking, like, what do people want? People like want a card game. I was like, you know, we had legends. <laughs> I miss legends. It's really good. And then a couple of people were like, yeah, but just put legends in like ESO. I was like, Okay, that probably wouldn't make a lot of sense, but yes, I'd be on board with that. It already, it already failed. They already closed the project. And well, that's yeah. the thing. It's, it's not an active that. development, so it's it's yes. just kind of like they stopped development it, on it. Yeah, it's, it's in maintenance mode. You can still play it. Um, it right. still works and everything, but they've got like the store is for the most part, I believe, disabled. They just let you have stuff now so that you can play it and stuff along those lines. Yeah, you can still buy stuff. <laughs> can you still buy stuff? I was going <laughs> to oh, say, yeah. I, I, I kind of assume there had to be some way you could spend money because I otherwise... I believe they still would... have like the weekly gauntlets too. Yes. Yeah, they do. And I think okay. they added a new set recently too, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, so it's like, I, I know that it's toned back because it didn't do super well or whatever, um, but I liked it. And actually the storytelling was woefully underplayed because a lot of people didn't realize that the story mode was actually like really well written and kind of screwed up, especially the Shea Goreth shivering Isle stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but like having another version of it and that's what a lot of people wanted. I was like, okay, I don't have like a strong, like opinion, but I'm down to learn it and see if I like it. And last time I did, I liked it. I mean, they don't really put in systems I don't like in the game, so I don't see why I would necessarily think this is not great. Like, yeah. And if it's not, I, I don't know if there's like 75 other things I can do in games, so I'm not too worried about it. Right. Just yeah. more variety for people is fine with me. It's just, you know, I'm very curious to see how it is in practice, I guess, is the best way I can put it. Right. I agree. I agree. It's it's worth trying out. And by the way, the game is huge. So if there's one or two systems in the game that I don't want to do, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> like there's plenty- eventually they're going to make a system I don't. Well, I guess Battlegrounds counts. <laughs> <laughs> there's plenty of other stuff to do. If I don't want to do everything, it's fine. You know, like I'm totally yeah. fine with that. Um, well, the other big the other big thing with this this update is that we're getting two more companions. Which this yeah. is probably the one thing I did predict. <laughs> And I'm correct about two new yeah. companions, a, uh, a Khajiit, a sneaky Khajiit lady, uh, two, two ladies, actually, a sneaky Khajiit lady. And uh, who was the other one? She is Ember and Isabel. Uh, a yes. Breton. Ember and Isabel. Isabel's a Breton, mm-hmm. I believe. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what do you guys think about this? I am so excited. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. The, overall, the companion system has gone over really well. Yeah, people love it. Yes. Yeah. I don't think they can really do too much to mess it up. So it's going to be great just, like it was last time. Literally more of it seems like all anybody wants. Just more of what we have because yeah. <laughs> the system yes. worked. Like, Oh, yeah. For someone who plays alone, like I play solo majority of the time. Having an NPC companion definitely helps. Though I really wish they did a Khajiit Dark Brotherhood assassin that mm-hmm. was able to follow you. Who says they haven't? Well, Ember is is a sorcerer from from what we understand, but we True. don't know. And she's morally gray. From and Dark Brothers point. never had any sorcerers, right? <laughs> so she could be. She could be. We don't. We don't really know right now. And uh, point. Isabel is a Breton knight, so probably not Dark Brotherhood. Isabel's going to be more like Bastion, more like noble. Yeah, issues. yeah. That that'd be my guess. But 
again, usually they have some sort of interesting backstory. Lotus and I have been going through, and on the next episode, we'll be talking about Bastion. Uh, yeah. There's usually some sort of interesting story going on with each of these characters. And if you haven't done the companions and, the, and their quest lines yet, there's stuff there to do, and they take their time weaving these into the storylines and making them interesting. So there's, you know, these are worth worth doing. And one of the things we mentioned on the previous episode is we would rather have two interesting characters with really cool storylines than like five just kind of like, eh, here's more people you can choose from to have, have you fall around, you know, and hit things. So I think that's what we're going to be getting is two more interesting characters to choose from, which sounds really cool. I just hope I can use the blade of woe without being judged. Yeah, I have a feeling that Ember will be the one that you choose <laughs> if you want to use. I really hope the blade so. Of woe. I, yes, I'm thinking it's a possibility, but if not, I I just have a feeling that if and when we get an Argonian, they're gonna be that typical like yeah, shadow dark, scale. Yeah, oh. typical dark brother shadow scale, and then then we'll get the like true dark brother companion. I don't want my Argonian companion to be a shadow scale because I'm kind of tired of shadow scale stuff, to be honest, but I get, it would be nice to have well, some companions nicer. And if Ember is that one, that'd be great. I, you know, it's a 50, 50. What if your shadow scale companion, uh, cheers behind you, not only is okay with it, but you, you sneak up and stab someone <laughs> and they go awesome. and they go, yes, for Sithis. <laughs> and you're like, whoa, all right. That would be awesome. You're like, oh, you went for the throat? How messy. For Sithis. Criticize your execution. You could have done that cleaner. But I still like bad ones. You can find or like, like how Miri like makes her little subtle comments whenever you steal things. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, judgy Oregonian <laughs> crown <laughs> crown <laughs> SO says, says in chat. Um so uh, okay, so aside from them, we've also got of course the world events with volcan volcanoes, volcanic vents. These are different than anything we've seen before. So, this is cool. Volcanoes are cool, right? Yeah, it's gonna be kind of like they the geysers. Cool but reason though, that's like the hero supposedly really interesting. Yeah, supposedly uh, one of the things that was said in ESO Live after the reveal, Finn mentioned that there was actually a tie-in to the storyline that you'll actually discover with them. So I'm curious what okay. that has to do with anything. <laughs> um, Something about the Stone Lord Druids. Yeah, so that's I, that's kind of interesting. Maybe they're trying to sink the island or something. I don't know. I'm going to speak out of ignorance here because I actually haven't played the Somerset DLC yet, but I've played it in <laughs> Somerset Zone. And I don't know, the geysers don't seem to be very interesting. And maybe there's enough lore there to make them interesting, hopefully. I don't know. There's a, there's a reason they're there. <laughs> yeah, there is but, a reason they're there. I wouldn't consider it, like, fascinating. It's, right. But it's, it's like the, there <laughs> is... In in game, there is a logistical reason that these giant geysers are popping out of the water, and it's not just so much as like, want, uh, crap, we need a way to spawn enemies. So. I want more than a reason, because that's all the geysers right. seem to be. It's like, oh, this is an explanation of why they're here. Whereas like the Harrow Storms, there was like a lot of really cool lore of why that was happening, what that's doing to the world, and what that could result from. And I was like, whoa, this is really cool stuff. And if the volcanic stuff yeah, is I got you. just I got like you. another geyser, then... Uh, at least it's not an anchor, I guess, but 
Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, hopefully. I mean, it seems like they're getting better and better at weaving the stories and connections for this stuff together, you know. And mm-hmm. of course, there's going to be world bosses and other, you know, standard stuff across the zone like we've seen. Yeah, it looks like they're doing the dungeon tie-in again. The dungeon tie-in. Um, uh, anything else that stands out from the announcements? Lotus, is there anything else that we haven't covered? Um, there's that really sweet statue, which I was mentioning in chat uh-huh. that makes my wallet hurt, but I'm going to buy it. You're going to buy this statue? Sh- uh, of course I am. Oh, yeah. Boy. The sword is a letter opener. <laughs> How often do you use letter Anything's openers? a letter opener if Dude, you make it. My finger is a letter opener. <laughs> so here's the thing, though. I'm going to open way <laughs> more letters, way more Breton-like right now <laughs> as soon as I get that statue. How does it? Wait, wait, wait. Okay, well, hold on. How does a Breton open a letter? I assume with a really tiny sword because you I just mean, like that's stab it and just like <laughs> across. Yeah, just <laughs> exactly. a normal size sword. First, right. they put out a quest and say, "Someone open my letter." Right, but also <laughs> see, <laughs> so you do that, but also imagine at the same time you're very resistant to enemy magicka, and that didn't cost oh. you that much of your own resources to use it because that's another buff they get. Wow! <laughs> All right. All right. All right. Um, okay. All right. Oh, and another really cool thing, and I, I, I'm very not good at foreign languages. If anybody has heard me do funny uh-huh. accents, has learned. You barely do English, Tom. I, I barely do English. <laughs> um, they, they're now Elder Scrolls Online has now been, uh, I, I guess, officially moved over to Spanish. Everything is now yeah, that's pretty providing cool. Spanish, in Spanish support is the way they phrase it. Yeah. Um, which is super cool because Spanish mm-hmm. is like, oh, there's a lot of people who speak Spanish who can now play this like game. Spanish forums too, which is kind of good. Yeah, in their I mean, own language. Hopefully mm-hmm. they're less toxic than yeah. the English I mean, there's, forums. But there's 20 million still players. the internet. So. 20 million players. And of, <laughs> yeah. the, of the 20 million players, there's got to be a significant portion of them who would rather be playing this in Spanish, even if they're multilingual. And that also means that this game is now opened up to a significantly larger percentage of people who don't speak English who can now enjoy the game, which is, sure. which is, that's, that's it's freaking great. awesome. And, and I know yeah. that's got to be a daunting task for a game that has so much dialogue in it that is all spoken and also written and like, right. there's so much to have to translate over, but that's huge. That, I mean, that is, that is really, really big. Um, can you imagine being an Elder Scrolls fan? And going for like the last uh, eight years, this game's been out. Just being like, oh, I wish I could play this, but I don't speak English. Yeah. And so also think that they only huge. have the NA server and the EU server. So like anyone who was like in Mexico and wanting to play, they had to go in the NA server, even if they don't speak English. And yeah. they just like, because NA is not an English speaking thing. That's just what it predominantly is. Right. <laughs> right. right. Yeah. So, um, oh, man, that's that's awesome. To- yeah, to that to that exact point, uh, <laughs> my uh, co-host from Tales of Tamria, Arkaneer, who's actually been on this show before for that wonderful Guar quiz, um, <laughs> he literally episode. learned English as a side effect of trying to understand how to play the quest in Oblivion. That's he, awesome. He had that story before, and he was like, "Yeah, I didn't understand any of it, mm-hmm. so I steadily taught myself English, translating it chunk by chunk, so that I could know what the hell was going on in Oblivion." And I'm like. That is amazing dedication. So like having it be native for people who might not have that degree of dedication is, you know, that that's great. That's a great onboarding tool. So more people have access to it. So, yeah. Wow. Mm. Wow. That's, and, and he speaks English 
really well now. I mean, he, uh, uh, yeah, incredibly well. Fluid he, his vocabulary is like mesmerizing for somebody who I believe English is his third or fourth language. Yeah, so. that's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Andrew D in, in chat says, I would love to hear Cadwell in Spanish. <laughs> wow. <laughs> that would be awesome. Um, I don't know if John Cleese can do Spanish, but that would be great if they actually got Wait, some of the John same. Is John Cleese Cadwell? Yeah. He is. Oh, yeah. 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 I had no idea. That's yeah, yeah. awesome. <laughs> yeah, he's Cadwell. He is Cadwell, yes. Um, it just made it even better when I found out. Oh, yeah. This is totally, it's, <laughs> yep. it's not somebody doing, like, John Cleese-like voice. Yeah, it is John Cleese. Yeah. It's just John yeah. Cleese. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's there's some actual, like, well-known people as some of the voices in, in yeah, the Yeah, yeah. Games. Carter's the, a... the wizard from the main storyline. I can't The prophet is Dumbledore from Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then Kate Beckinsale. Yep. Mm. Queen Aran. Queen Aran. Yep. Yep. Much love there. Yep. yep. It's so, very painful to have to try to keep killing Queen Iren. Oh, no. <laughs> secretly voiced by Kate Beckinsale. Oh, oh. It hurts me. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, let's see. And then there's, of course, there's the, like, the pre-order stuff. There's the dungeon previews. The dungeon yes. previews. Mm-hmm. And they previewed a new, uh, house that's underwater. Yeah, that's the new, right. The oh, underwater yeah. house. That one looks pretty, pretty cool. cool. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I didn't get to see that. Oh, that go look it up. I miss. It's like oh, an it's underwater sick. house with big windows and you can see the fishies and the bubbles and yeah, stuff. Something outside the spire. You can um, feel like, uh, Aquaman. <laughs> I don't want to feel like Aquaman. <laughs> Can I okay. can I still have the house and not That's feel fine. like Aquaman? <laughs> I mean, what's his face is in too many movies at this point, and he's always the same person. I'm not Jason Momoa. Okay, yeah. you can feel like Mermaid Man from SpongeBob. Okay, that's better. <laughs> is okay. that better? Yeah, that, yeah, that's better. That's better. Or it's just SpongeBob, I guess. I if we're just going with this logic. I'm fine with that too. I'll just I'll just be SpongeBob. I'll just be SpongeBob. <laughs> I'll just go with that. Uh, but it looks that really is cool. Pretty cool looking. It, it is. It is really cool. It's it's got these big windows, and you can see out into the water. Um, so yeah, if if you want to role play a Maomer or somebody, have an underwater house. Totally what you need to go for here um yeah the new dungeons and stuff uh so guys the, going back to just the internet's response the the biggest complaint was it feels lackluster like if this is what we're getting and the biggest addition is a card game meh what do you, what do you guys say to that what do you think we're not playing this game because it's missing something where it's already a good game. And if they don't add something groundbreaking and prolific every single year, it's still a good game and that's fine. And the, like the things they have added are still going to make the game better. And it's not going to be jumping strides, but uh, you know, some of these like ways, uh, ease of life's updates that they're doing, like the uh, achievement account wide thing like that. That's going to make the, the game better. Yeah, we didn't and even talk about that. So achievements, that almost all own. achievements will, if you log in to your alt alt characters, will cross character mm-hmm. in the same server. Right. So and if you're titles. yes and titles, right, which is great. That's great. And in fact, I, that, that leads us to believe that maybe some other things will be 
cross account in the future. Look, that's essentially that's well. one off my I'm checklist. Cross progression. Yeah, I was gonna say, I'm looking at you, cross progression. <laughs> <laughs> I, want, I want to play cross on PC saves, so baby. bad, but I've been on Xbox for eight let me, years. Let me put in that <laughs> question I was gonna ask Lotus before the show. Now that we're on the show, <laughs> yeah. Now that we got here, <laughs> with the caveats that are in there, where it doesn't count lower books, it doesn't count. I think dungeons and doesn't count like a handful of things. Do you feel like it's still going to be enough to make you like, okay, now I don't have to worry about just focusing on character. I can, I can make a different character and try a different pathway. And, or is yeah, it still like, so no, I want to keep it all one. It, it seems like an interesting way of, I, I think kind of trying to nudge people toward like, Hey, there is reason to do these other things because a lot of times when you get real, real nitpicky with some of the achievements, I've straight up had groups ask, why would I do that? And I'm like, well, because you get an achievement for it. It's something we haven't done. And they're like, yeah, I don't. Uh, okay. Like what, whatever. I, I don't have any idea of my achievements. Are, and the, one of the responses is usually I have zero idea how many achievements I have. They're just scattered all over the place anyways. So it's like, yeah. If I have to thumb I, through a menu system to go find out what, where my achievements are and what I have, then I don't know. I have no idea. And right. And to the side that actually, because there is a, a portion that doesn't really like this. And I do understand because replayability, some people like to earn, oh, I earned whatever. I, I got my TikTok tormentor on my warden and my necromancer, and now I want to get it on my Templar or something. So it gives people replayability. I get that. I, I can see that. And some people have their role-playing ways of doing, oh, I want this on this character or whatever. You can still do that stuff on different characters. It doesn't take that away, but I like the fact that it gives you like an over-encompassing, your achievements are more about your player profile and less about your character profile now, which I maybe it's just a disconnect. Achievements don't really seem like titles and stuff I get, Oh, I want this title for this character. Cause that's what they do. It's like, okay, that's fine. But like, if I, you do something, yeah, I get where you're going with it. It, it makes more sense is that I've never understood, honestly, why it wasn't a player profile journal and why it was a character journal originally, right. other than the fact that you, when the game first launched, running alts was just straight up not a thing because uh, nobody could do it like it took forever um so i don't know i i definitely like the direction it it's going i'm curious to see in practice exactly how much carries over and stuff and then in regards to that as well they're fixing the playstation thing because surprise playstation screwed something up um if you have all the last gen trophies, because in the group of us that actually care, um, people were real upset when they got PS five and it turns out it wasn't a synchronized trophy list. So you went back to zero. Um, Oh no. Yes. Because there's now two games listed as PS four and PS five, and you had to do all of them over again. The way that a trophy is unlocked is by getting the corresponding achievement in game. Well, if you're, you straight up had to make a new character then if you wanted to do it because you couldn't get the, they found a way apparently that when you log in to PS five, it's just going to read your PS fours and put them all on your PS five. That's great. That's, That's great. fantastic. Yeah. Because I was not going to push for emperor again. Hell no. Like that. <laughs> nah, man, so, I don't have that time with time. I still haven't now. even pushed for that. <laughs> climbing, climbing Mount Everest. <laughs> 
the yeah, exceptions what, what, that they that they made in this update where the account wide achievements are account wide except for those some that go right, to dungeons sky shards that's kind of exactly what you want then because it still gives you that replayability right you can and, still get to your point mage mage books like uh mm-hmm. stuff like that this is going to sound overly cynical but uh, surprise people we're talking about also a business aspect things you can buy surprise you can not have them just auto click over because you can still buy them um which is fine because they're locked behind needing to still earn them once it's not like i just want to buy all sky shards in the game gimme 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 you have to find them the first time and then you're allowed to unlock them on your other characters if you want to do that's still a function that's probably a pretty lucrative function to be fair (laughs) um but like but the dungeons more so those are not going to be you can still yeah you can still re-earn that stuff so i don't know i i think at least at surface value without seeing the way that it will trigger everything in general yet it sounds great like Mm -hmm. that sounds great because then if you want to unlock something and help a group, but your current main character doesn't fit the role that's needed, well, you can either sit out or you can play on a character that you're not going to really care about. This will let me be a little more flexible just when helping other people, because if we do something weird and I just happen to fill in for some other role, well, cool. If I did it, I still get credit. Neat. Like, yeah, perfect. Yeah. It kind of incentivizes you to mix it up for better group dynamics. It seems like, so yeah. like you're saying, it's 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 your achievement, not your character's achievement. Right. You're the one and who achieved it. So it should be tied sure. to you as the player, not the character you did it on. And and I think that's the difference is people who view it for the character. Yeah, this probably isn't going to be a selling point for you. Mm-hmm. If you if you view it as just like my player profile, like that's that's great. And then I think, you know, that's where you'll have the titles and everything like that unlocked across them that's where you can kind of customize and again it's not like you can't do it again it's just you don't have to if you don't want to right right yeah so i i think it's a step in the right direction and i i don't know how hard it would be to create a toggle that allows you to connect it to a character or not sure if you don't want to that'd be even better just just like yeah. eh, if you don't want to do this you don't have to. you go into like, the option setting or when you create a, a secondary character or when you log into it for the first time after this comes out do you want to connect your achievements yeah. or not to this character right you share know. achievements share achievements yes or yes, no yes no right <laughs> and once you hit yes like warning once okay, you share achievements you can't, you can't, they will be shared you cannot undo this are you sure right. you want to do it yes or no okay yes boom, mm-hmm. there you go um i don't know maybe they'll they'll do that I, again we don't know but uh yeah I, I can see both sides of the argument but i think there's probably more people who want share achievements than don't I would agree with that, especially uh, it definitely seems less common, at least in my anecdotal experience of there are definitely plenty of people who have been like, eh, that's actually kind of a turnoff. Totally get it. But yeah, in comparison, it definitely weighs much heavier on the yes. Thank God we have (laughs) so far, at least. Right. Right. Well, guys, um, this has been an awesome discussion. This is always so much fun having you guys on the show. So thank you again for being here and supporting the show. And is there, do you have any last thoughts before we head out? Any, any last thoughts on this? Uh, I know we didn't get through everybody, but sorry uh, to derail that. <laughs> oh no, you're totally fine. I mean, all of this is great discussion. Zuni, Zuni, what do you want to add? Um, just like your last question about, you know, 
things, you know, the internet's response, like Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, this is a place we've never seen. Like it's pushing the map, you know, not just ESO, but like the rest of all the stories. So like, I mean, if at anything, you know, as a lore fan, you know, being here on a lore cast, like that's something that's gotta be at least exciting in some dimension, you know, for, for just uh, elder Scrolls players of any game. So, yeah, yeah, I agree. I agree. I also, I also, uh, having multiple characters having multiple played multiple classes i start to wonder how many skill lines can you have before you just start duplicating abilities you know like if people are pushing for more skill lines and more classes at some point what else do you add you know like oh i need another ability that does damage over time well there's already like I don't know, seven or eight of those, you know, like mm-hmm. <laughs> for any class that you currently have to choose from, like what else, what else do you add? There's really only so much. I mean, you can you add more variables in them. Sure. But there's still room for that, I guess. But you know, at some point it's like, uh, there's just uh, diminishing yeah. returns, I guess, mm-hmm. you know? Um, now I, yeah. that doesn't mean I, I don't want another class. It'd be really cool to have to role play as a different class and have a reason to start another character. Sure. That'd be great. But uh, can I go another year without that and mm-hmm. get other stuff instead? Sure. I'm, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with waiting. You know, I would rather them do something awesome and wait for it than get something pushed out that just doesn't make sense for whatever is currently happening. Ben? This just randomly came back to mind when watching the after show. They are coming at the new horse melt that is a two-seater. Yeah. Yes. And, and they, they mentioned the uh, spider awesome. one that was back. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. One of the mounts kind of looked like a horse, horse, but not mm-hmm. really like a horse. It kind yeah. of looked like a <laughs> reptile and that was shaped like a horse. Oh, I know what you're talking <laughs> oh, about. Oh. Yeah. Um, yeah. 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 What? What? One of the new. Uh, they said it's I a new know. like mount skeleton. Isn't shape. that part of yeah, the, yeah, the that's... collector's edition? I think so, or something like that. But yeah, you're right. It's it's like a new skeletal build of a creature that hasn't mm-hmm. been in the game yet. Yep. Yeah, it's yeah. It looks like a uh, I don't know what to call it. It's, it looks like a dragon horse without wings, I guess. Which is awesome. That's how I would describe it. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of reptilian. It's got kind of a long snout with like jaws on it. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Um, Question first, though, real fast. Who's pre-ordered it yet? I haven't put I'm my pre-order in yet, but I'm, I'm definitely going to do it. Yeah, I'm waiting for the show to end, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> not not going to lie, got, got out of work, had dinner, came, came here, pre-ordering stuff after. <laughs> I hate that if you buy the pre-order upgrade, I, I think you only get this set, and I didn't buy all of the upgrades before, and now if I want the other upgrades, now I have to get them piece by piece, where if I just got it when I got the whole game, it would have been a lot cheaper. You mean the... Um, like each of the previous chapters type of deal. Yeah. So look at the website. Um, there is one that includes all previous chapters. I thought that was only that the one that comes to the base game. Is there an upgrade one? Yeah, there, there's, I, I'm almost positive. There's an upgrade one. There's a there full is. by one. There's four different I, types or something like that. I was reading it earlier and I want to say there is one that has all four or all of the previous Okay. okay. Yeah, they've they've. This sounds ridiculous, but there's like a flow chart that they have yeah. to come out with each year because mm-hmm. the naming on these things is just when you have so many different types to try to fit so many different 
sets of people who have parts of things. Mm-hmm. It, it's literally like, Oh my God, which one do I have? They usually do a pretty helpful chart after, after I think it was elsewhere when people were just so confused, it was like, okay, like, what do I even do anymore? So yeah, I, I think there is one that would actually fit what you need. Yeah. I'm looking I forward literally right now. Have it to open. Compare editions. And- <laughs> yes. So yeah, there's, there's the, uh, oh yeah, there's, yes, there's, Yes, <laughs> there's a bunch of them. Um, go, go yes. look it up. Go okay. look it up. I, I think there's some, only four. No, there, there's four. DS, okay, so there is yes. there is four. There's one. There is one that can, includes the base game and all the expansions. I think that's probably what you need. Well, is there an upgrade that includes all the expansions? No. I don't think there is. No, but you would still okay, need to buy so the one that just, still includes. So the base it would game. have the base game. Okay. So all right. for anyone so then, yeah. who hasn't bought ESO yet. Maybe save yourself some money and buy all of it at once. Just buy all of it at once. And in fact, if you're you're missing, like, if you have ESO and Morrowind, but you're missing Somerset Elsewhere, Greymore, and Blackmore, and you want to get High Isle, then just get that one that still comes with the base game in Morrowind, because you're going to save on having to collect all of those other Each DLCs and also. Yeah. Oh, so can you just, buy the, the base game ones and then just not benefit from yeah, having it's to... Just, yeah, it'll, oh. it'll just fill in the blanks. So right. just as... Just get that one uh, and just fill in the blanks. As really weird context. You know, yeah, I, um, I, I love the collectible stuff. Um, mm-hmm. I've never digitally upgraded a single one of those. Every single year, I buy the physical copy, which comes with absolutely everything, which is the most expensive version you can buy. But <laughs> I does. at least get my thing but for the they shelf. Haven't done that for the last like last expansion of this one, really. Well, and that one. that's just it. They started a couple. I think it was elsewhere. They started where they were like, "Oh, you can upgrade yeah, yeah. a little," and it was like, mm-hmm. "Yeah, it's, that's great for people that can do that. Just give me the sixty dollar one that's got them all. I just want my case that goes on my shelf." And and each time they. The code inside basically will just give you everything retroactively and it just kind of fills in the blanks for what you're missing at least mm-hmm. in the physical version i assume it's probably similar it's the then same. if, if that's the, same. the case with the you know digital version of yep. doing that yep in well, fact I, I just got my wife up to up to speed with everything she only had the base game so i got her oh, okay. the blackwood expansion with everything including the base game and it yep. just filled in all the expansions for her okay cool so that's that's what it did so yeah um so i mean i guess technically she owns two copies of the base game but i don't think that actually counts <laughs> right and there's no way to right. separate that and then gift it out i didn't anything. know that that didn't matter i thought like yeah. if you had the base game you can't buy the base game again there oh no those, they will let you packs. buy it again don't worry <laughs> they, will, they will let you do it <laughs> if there's a way you can give them money they'll find a way they're fine you. with that yes yeah <laughs> Well, guys, this has been super fun. Um, let's go back through and let people know if if you want to share a way to get a hold of you other than on the Discord. All of you guys are available to shout out on the Discord. And if you have anything else going on that you want to share, if you've got any projects you're working on or cool things to share, uh, let's just go back through. Ben, thanks for joining. Yeah, um, and you can find me on Twitch and Twitter at Benetamaria. Um, as far as anything's going on, um, I live here in Ohio, so we have our like annual anime convention coming up here pretty soon, and uh, I will be cosplaying as my original Witcher. You know, this is Elder Scrolls. Yeah, I'll be as my Witcher character um, at OhioCon here in the next uh, two weeks. 
Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. You, you, ben, nice. ben likes to share his pictures. He's got a whole Witcher outfit oh, with yeah. the swords and, have a, and everything. I have a whole it's very whole cool. Thing. It's very, very cool. So yeah, um, definitely share some more pictures on the Discord and be looking out for that, everybody. Have fun. Have fun with that. And uh, I'm sure oh, we'll I be will. chatting with you on the Witcher lore cast on, on Sunday <laughs> instead of Monday. Sunday. What, oh, <laughs> it's at 7.30 on Sunday 7:30. instead, of, okay. instead okay. of Monday cool. this weekend. Um, yeah, <laughs> Rob has his sword too. Uh, you guys could sword fight. There you go. Um, <laughs> I could. I train. <laughs> wow. Well, watch oh, out. No. Watch out, Ben. Uh, T-Rex, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it's great to be here again. Sorry about my cat. Oh, you're fine. Cats are, cats are cute. They bother you more than they do us. <laughs> uh, I'm on Twitter at T-Rex9431. Um, I don't really do a whole lot. You can find me in ESO occasionally when I'm not working. Yeah. Lately, I've just been watching Lucifer. So <laughs> the TV show, not the individual. Like you don't actually yeah, have like Lucifer yeah. in your house. No, or, Lucifer Morningstar is not here. Okay. okay. Uh, he's like, he's just so. your house guest. Yeah. You've got like a, a guest room that he rents out and he just like hangs out and you just keep, keep an oh, eye yes, on. Totally. Yeah. Got it. Okay. I hope you're charging a lot. Oh, yes. Of course. <laughs> Gotta get that money. Gotta get that money. He's got, he's got the money. He can pay. Oh, yeah. Very... I mean, he owns a whole nightclub and he's the devil. So, you know. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's working out. He's working deals in the back room of like every club. So, yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, Zuni, thanks for joining us. Yeah, it was a uh, super fun first time. Um, I am one of the people who has been off and on on ESO just because of school and schedules. But um, so I haven't played a lot of the, you know, newer expansions. I think the last one I played was Somerset. Wow. A little yeah. behind. So if anyone, you know, is interested in also getting through that or, um, you know, just got the game and they want someone to play through some stuff with for the first time, um, you can find me in the discord. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Well, hopefully uh, some people will take you up on that. I know we've got a lot of people out there playing. And what what platform are you on? I'm on PC. PC. All right. So there you go. And then Rob the Princess. Yes, I uh, I use Discord as my preferred social media. It's just what I don't really use. any other. So you can find me there and uh, you can find me on ESO. I'm playing very often and I would love to find other people to play with. I am on PC, NA, and EU because playing with a villain behind the glass last month, and he's like, hey, you just make an EU account for fun. And that just gave me an excuse to make more alternative uh, characters. And now I have like 13. <laughs> oh, man. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. That's awesome. Well, thanks for joining us, everybody. Lotus, do you have anything you want to share? I know, I know we've got some fun stuff coming up this weekend. Yeah, I was going to say, so I'll shout out the fact that you'll be joining on Tales. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, if you didn't get enough uh, hype discussion, we are going to be having, um, well, over on Tales of Tamriel, uh, myself, since I'm the host, um, and then robots to represent Lorecast. We're going to have Doc Hudat from the unofficial Elder Scrolls pages. And hopefully, if all works out well, uh, we'll also be able to get Benefactor from the Imperial Library. But there's some real life stuff we want to just make sure works out okay for him first. And Ark is going to give up sleeping so that he can also join. So wow, we're that's going great. to have, yep, yeah, a podcast party. 
Yeah, it's probably going to be real long. Uh, <laughs> that's okay, how we I'll do make things. sure. And it's going to start so, late too, so I'll uh, I'll grab some caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> shotgun all the caffeine. Um, yeah, it'll be a long and, four hour, two hour episode. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's generally uh, yeah. If you want to have uh, enough podcasts to go through your entire work week after listening to this, you can just res- listen to the other thirty eight hours with us over from Tales of Tamriel. So. <laughs> Sweet. Yeah. So that'll be Saturday night, Saturday at 10 p.m. Eastern. We will be recording as a big conglomerate of podcasters. Yes. Well, and then we will take over the world. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Awesome, guys. Well, thank you for joining me. And of course, you know where all of my stuff is. Robotsradio.net is where you can go for all of our shows, including... Uh, and we'll just call out. I'm, I'm trying to call out shows instead of dropping ads for other shows. But the UESP podcast is part of the Robots Radio podcast network, including Doc. So you should go check that out if you need some more Elder Scrolls podcasts in your life. So go that check check it out. Go to robotsradio.net. You can find links to all the different shows, and of course, my streams and podcast streams and game streams happen over on youtube.com slash c slash robots radio also twitch.tv slash robots radio i'm streaming everywhere and i'd love for you guys to come hang out with me in the evenings every night of the week except for saturdays because well this saturday i'll be joining lotus but we're playing games in the evenings if i'm not podcasting and doing all sorts of fun stuff and we also have a minecraft server this is a new thing Uh, because I pulled the community and I was like, guys, it would be really fun to have kind of a persistent world game for the community to play together. And they responded with, I I put out some options out there and Minecraft got the most votes. And I was like, all right, screw it. I'm going to buy a Minecraft server. So I'm I'm renting, well, renting, I'm renting a Minecraft server for the community to play. I've installed a bunch of plugins with all sorts of fun stuff. So if you want to do some wacky stuff for us, with us and for us, with us in Minecraft, then go to the Robots Radio Discord. There's a, a channel on there for Minecraft and we've got people building stuff. We've got a cool little world going on with some cool plugins and things. And, you know, you can come hang out with us. Uh, other than that, just you know come chat with us on the on the robots radio discord and we will see you guys next week i apologize for missing uh an episode this week i came down with the with the vid uh but i'm feeling a lot better now and lotus and i will be back next week uh talking about bastion digging into one of the other companions and we'll see you then so until then stay safe in tamriel and we'll see you later thanks everybody bye Thanks for listening to the Elder Scrolls Lorecast. If you have something you'd like to contribute to the show, please reach out to us at Lorecast at gmail.com or on Twitter at ESO Lorecast. I really appreciate you listening and I'd love to hear from you soon. You've been listening to the Robots Radio Podcast. Smart shows for interesting people. Check out all the shows at robotsradio.net. Hello, gentle listener. Every Friday, be sure to tune in. What the hell are you doing, Ampersand? (laughs) Hi, Charlie. I'm sorry I broke in. I thought I was the only one to talk to myself. Well, I'm letting everyone know about the Fumbling Four and the Almighty Crit. It's a 5e live play podcast. Join us every week. Where do we find it, you old crusty coot? Uh, Anywhere you can get all your podcasts. You find it every Friday, you stupid cat! (laughs) At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. 
by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies, we keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24.